Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel is out now. Tom isn't ready to turn 40, with the middle-aged spread starting to take hold and his family upping the pressure for him to settle down. Tom is torn about whether life as a single stud is still worth pursuing. A planned day of minor celebration quickly steps up as his friends join him throughout the day. As they reminisce, Tom is reminded of some of his hottest sexual conquests, from the night he lost his virginity in the back room of a club to the moment one of his workmates crossed the line after a few beers. With the help of a night with his closest friends, who get unexpectedly closer, Tom realises that while life might not begin at 40 for a 21st century gay man, it isn't the end of the world. Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel by Liam Williams, available on my website, liamwilliams.com.au forward slash store. If you want to get the most out of your bait and be proud about it, you've come to the right podcast. It's time for the latest tips, tricks and news to make you a better baiter. I'm Liam Williams. And I'm bait mate Sean. It's It's time time for the Proud Baiters Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Proud Baiters Podcast. It has been a little while since Sean and I have been in the same airspace. Uh, While we are not in the same room, we have managed to get on Zoom together to record uh, the episode. How are you, Sean? I am well. I am well. How are you? Good. Good, good, thank you. How has your baiting been? Uh, look, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of been a bit down recently. Um, you'll know that a couple of weeks back I had COVID. Um, yes. And I seem to be one of the lucky suckers who's dealing with the uh, long COVID. So oh. my energy levels have been really, really low. Um, and my desire to do too much more other than sleeping uh, has been relatively high. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Long COVID or just a long recovery from? Uh, no, long COVID. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I've got the the breathing difficulties and the energy level difficulties and just the brain fog and everything like that. So it's kind of been a little bit uh, touch and go for a bit as far as whether or not I'm actually alive or not. <laughs> but, I mean, that's... I, well... That still hasn't stopped me. Um, I It's just been a little bit more on the, the down low than normal. Um, well, yes. Well, I don't think it, you know, no, nothing like, you know, almost dying. It's not going to stop you. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about it is that I've kind of uh, coined my own new um, method, I suppose, or, or turn of phrase, I suppose. Okay. Uh, so I have a two-stroke bust. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you're not aware, two stroke um, is a, or a two pump is someone yep. who comes at the drop of a hat. Um, so I seem to have coined myself a, a two stroke master. Uh, okay, to do it just when you <laughs> on the little bit of time where you have enough energy. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, still the still an amount of teasing in between those. I hope. Oh, of course, of course. Good. Like, I mean, Good. I don't have to have a lot of energy to sit and scroll. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's and true. You've seen. I'm. I'm. I'm in the Discord server all the time, and I'm always chatting away to people and um, sharing stories and and pictures and everything. So, 
Yes, yes. Some fun. There, there is a story which we might just tease and say to people that they need to be in the Discord server to keep up with your gym, potential gym buddy progress. Yeah. That's a story we might leave on the Discord server and entice people to go over and hear about that. Oh, look, I mean, at this point in time, there has been a slight development in it. Uh, oh, I won't okay. say too much here because I, you know, as you said, we want people to go and check it out on the on the Discord server. But um, there may be a new addition. Oh, fantastic! I look forward to reading all about it in the Discord server shortly. How's your vape been? Uh, pretty good. I have started a new day job, uh, which is keeping me quite busy. Um, and I'm just kind of, so again, kind of recalibrating the timing of things, uh, between the number of podcasts, the short story and the novel writing, uh, the baiting, the work and the lifestyle. Um, but I've done that recalibration quite a few times before, so uh, it'll all settle down. But I've had a good couple of sessions in the last few days, uh, which has been good. And so, yeah, it's not been too bad. I did kind of have a week off. So my partner broke his collarbone, uh, which meant that he was home a lot more than usual. Mm. Uh, which did put a damper on my solo private time. Uh, but things are settling back into some kind of normality. So, um, yeah, the opportunity for some more sessions has presented itself. Well, that's always a good thing. And I hope, you're, uh, yeah. I hope your partner's on the mend. Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting there. Interestingly, that brings me to a little... Interesting case. You know, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, and you know, we both love, and regular listeners will know that we both love when wanking comes up in normal conversation. One of my favorite things, yes. Yes. And it is a big part of what we want to do with the podcast is to bring it into normal conversation. Uh, and while this this wasn't quite to the level of, you know, the conversations you and I have, my partner's friend came around not long after he had broken his collarbone. They were talking about dealing with the broken collarbone and things that were going on. Uh, and then my partner's mate said, oh, well, it gives you a good opportunity to practice wanking with the other hand. And I was just <laughs> sitting there having my dinner and my partner's friend doesn't know I host this podcast. So it's not like he knew that that was an okay to thing to say in front of me. But obviously in their friendship, it's an okay thing for them to say to each other. Um, so I gave that a big tick. Well, I had something similar the other day, uh, at work. Um, one of my work colleagues turns around to, um, one of the other guys in the team and goes, so what's the plan for tonight? Go home with a big, big bottle of lube and get all greased up and wank one out. I mean, <laughs> he was talking about it in jest, but it kind of like, it perked my ear and, yeah, um, because you were like, yes, that is my plan. The, the guy turns around and he goes, well, I don't know, the, the missus is away. So, you know, probably going to pump out a decent load or two. And like, I know these two well enough to know that it was like one of those jesting conversations. But me yeah. being me, I've piped up and I'm going, well, don't you guys do that all the time? Isn't that part of just being a man? 
<laughs> Very they're good. Both, they both kind of looked at me with that confused look and I've still got that kind of cheeky grin on my face and they're like, oh, he's being serious. Oh, uh... he does do this all the time. <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, both of those I think are great examples of that there, there's a lot less shame than I think people think there is. Yeah. Um, and certainly from a lot of conversations that I've had, the shame is very internal. Um, and it's not real in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast or not, but um, in between my day jobs, um, I went to my sporting club for training and one of the guys was like, oh, you know how, you know, how's things at the moment since you left the job and whatever. Um, I said, oh, I've got a lot of free time. It's like, oh, you got some free time back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, I'm getting catching up on a lot of lot of porn watching. Didn't bat an eyelid. Um, and then kind of said that he doesn't do it very much. He was like, Oh, sometimes I'll get to like two or three days and realize that I haven't come in a couple of days. I'm like, You what, you just forget? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I just, you know, I'm just like going about my life. And so I just was like, I'm not a guy that is going to forget to wank for two days. Like <laughs> I'm not going to miss opportunities that are there. No. And that was no problem. And then he told me that his partner, female partner, had told him about the research of um, guys should ejaculate 21 times a month, which he didn't know about. So then a couple of days I reminded him to check his tally and make sure that he was on track for the month. Maybe you should tell him about a, uh, a fantastic podcast called um, The Proud Betas. I believe there's an episode, a couple of uh, episodes back where they talk about that uh, 21 days. Yeah. Um, as a Maybe I should. Scientific study. I did send him a link to an article. I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he might recognize my voice considering some of the things I said in that episode are the exact things I said to him in person. <laughs> but Is that a bad you never thing? know. He might be fine with it. He might be fine with it. True. Yeah. Yeah. But there, that was one little case in my real life of wanking coming up in conversation. I, I love that. Like it needs to happen more. Um, yeah and and you're right there there is some kind of internalized shame surrounding it and honestly why yeah and i think as we've said before the only way of removing that shame is just by talking about it yeah i was chatting with one of the guys from the discord server who used to jerk up with his friends a lot when he was a teenager um, and he would openly talk about porn, openly talk about masturbation and stuff. But then once he came out, he just like dead stopped any mention of anything like that. And so he has this thing of like, now that they know I'm gay, they're going to view that topic and my interest in that topic differently. And I'm like, well, they're still your friends. And after you've come out, they're still your friends. So they don't have any problem with you being gay. 
and they know that you haven't overnight just stopped watching porn. So just keep going with it. Yeah. And really, this and this is why I, I bring it up more often. I think I've mentioned this in one of my solo episodes is it is such a part of my life that I don't want to spend such a large portion of my life hiding such a large aspect of my life. No. So just talk about it more. Yeah, it's it's just as simple as a simple conversation. Yep. And I That's mean, all it anybody, needs to be. For anybody listening who does kind of want to have that conversation, it is as much as we say that, you know, it's something that we all need to be having and there's nothing to be shameful about with it. It really is just a matter as well of, of gauging your audience. Like, don't come out and just front up, say, hey, I'm a wanker. Uh, yeah. Or uh, I spend all my free time watching porn. Kind of gauge the room, start the conversation, plant a little seeds here and there. And yep. you know, it's not necessarily going to happen there and then in that conversation, but give it a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, and it'll be at that point where you'll be able to have that open conversation. Yeah. And that's a lot what I talked about in my solo episode recently about talking with friends. Um, so I'll link to that in the episode description for anyone who wants to go back and read that one. Um, but yeah, there's always, I think there's always going to be opportunities to, for it to come up, um, you know, and it might be similar to what you said before, could be someone says, oh, the wife's away for a couple of days. And then you just jokingly go, oh, well, we know what you'll be, you, that you'll be on the porn hub tonight. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And you can bring it up in a little joking way, gauge how the person receives the joke and then go on from there. But it's 2023. No one's going to deny that they jerk off these days. No. And if there are, they're the ones that need help, which could segue us into the news article for this week, Mm -hmm. which has been sent to us by a listener. Uh, And if you have an article you want to send to us, you can do it at news at proudbaiters.com, which we check semi-regularly. Usually when we get around to recording, we remember to check that email inbox. So the, or you can hit us up uh, in the Discord server or find me on the socials. Um, So this is from slate.com, which seems to, we've mentioned some stories from them before, seems to have quite a healthy um, sexuality and relationships section of their journalistic department. And the headline is, we know NoFap is misleading men about masturbation. It might be more dangerous than that. People in this community are hoping to fix their lives, but if they slip up, things can get worse. So this is uh, from July by Will McCurdy on Slate.com. And the basis of the article is, for those that don't know, NoFap started online. It actually started in a bodybuilding forum um, as a way for bodybuilders to, well, they believe, um, increase their testosterone and therefore increase their muscle gains. I know that we'll have a uh, someone in the Discord who will have comments about that one. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, statistically, it does work if you look at it granularly. Yeah. Anyway, They're, different story. 
I think from what I've seen, I haven't looked into it too deeply. And I know the person that you're talking about in the Discord server has looked into it more deeply. Um, I've heard both sides of the increasing testosterone thing. I remember boxing, boxer Tyson Fury when he was getting ready for his heavyweight championship uh, bout joked that as well as all of his training, he was jerking off seven times a day to promote more testosterone production. Yeah. And a continual supply of new testosterone. Um, whether or not that was serious, he is known for kind of joking around about stuff, Tyson Fury, but it did make a headline. Um, and <laughs> anyway, this one's about NoFap, uh, which started online um, as a bodybuilding uh, thing. And then it hit Reddit, uh, where all the dirtiest parts of the internet go. What? Reddit? Um, dirty? Where? Yeah. Um, oh, side note on that, a friend of mine said, have you looked, seen the new logo for Twitter for X? It's like, it's changed now. And now it just looks like a gay porn app. And I'm like, it what has- else are you going to Twitter for? <laughs> Catching up on like, fair- Trump stories. <laughs> fair point. It's, if Twitter gets rid of porn, it's going to go the way of Tumblr. Tumblr has learned their lesson, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, this article focus on a guy named Derek who uh, is they're trying to set him up in the first paragraph as a normal guy playing football, basketball, video games. Um, Then, but he started porn use early from 13 was watching two hours a day and masturbating a lot, uh, which clashed with his Christian upbringing. It says then he found no fap. Uh, and then the article goes on to talk about how signing up, I guess signing up and being part of the NoFap movement actually increased his shame when he would relapse and masturbate. Um, And then the article goes a little bit further. We'll link in the episode description so you can read the whole thing. But then a study has been done uh, by neuroscientist Nicole Prouse, who claims that engagement in NoFap um, didn't have many particular benefits, but by being a part of that strict community uh, with that strict kind of abstinence view uh, meant that most of the participants in the study felt some serious mental health effects when they would relapse that she is saying are higher levels of mental distress than the usual shame and guilt that is felt around masturbation, which is interesting. But And I think our community will be not surprised by that. Hmm. Um, and then she goes on to talk about the addiction side, which NoFap is big about getting people off porn and masturbation addiction. Uh, and she claims that porn doesn't fit the addiction criteria. Um, it's a little bit more on the compulsion compulsion side of things and more likely to be, it's more likely to be approached as a compulsion because of other either anxiety or other psychological factors. So there's the link in the episode description to go into that a little bit more. I'll also link to an episode 
of the Sex and Psychology podcast, where that host interviews that neuroscientist, Dr. Nicole Prowse, to talk more about porn addiction. But it is interesting to see that there's an actual study now into some negative effects of NoFap. Well, I mean, personally, um, there's a lot of really good hormones that get released into your body whilst you're having any form of sexual activity. Yep. Um, And like those dopamines make you feel good. So if you are, if you are in a bit of a, you know, bit of a funk about something, you know, have a wink and get that endorphin hit and, you know, it'll raise you up. Uh, If you're having issues, this is me talking from personal experience. I was in a, in a funk. I had a wank. I felt better. I was tired and couldn't sleep. I had a wank, fell asleep. I was frustrated with what I was doing for work. Took five minutes. Okay, maybe a half hour. Had a wake. <laughs> yep. And I felt better. You know, it's the that dopamine hit, that good feeling, that good connection, that, you know, it's, we mentioned it in the past, but it's that full circle with yourself. Yeah. And it is, I, I've never thought... Anyone, I think, outside this NoFap community can kind of see that it's just a bit of a online, almost cult type following. Yeah. And the number of videos on YouTube of people that purport to have all these amazing health benefits from denying something that your body is intended to do, that Mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense to me. I understand if it is getting to the point of compulsion and if if it is actually having a negative effect on your life. But like we've said before, that's just about balancing it out. It's not about abstinence. No, exactly. It's like chocolate. You can't sit and eat chocolate all day, every day, and and not have it cause any issues for you. Sorry, I had a big block of chocolate before we before we jumped on this. (laughs) Well, I could say it's just it's like eating KFC. You can't eat KFC for every meal. No, exactly. I did once. I went away with my friend and I was like 18 and it was my first trip without family. So I just ate KFC nonstop. Um, And by about day six, I was just like a dead. Like I was so lethargic. We were at the bloody Great Barrier Reef and I didn't want to do anything. And so my friend just like came into our hostel room and she was like, Get out of bed. You either, I'm either going to make you eat a whole plate of vegetables or we're going to go and play a game of squash, which was our thing, um, just to actually like work off some of the shit that was in my body. So you can't eat KFC all the time. You can't eat chocolate all the time. And unfortunately, uh, you can't spend all of your day masturbating. You'd get a pruny hand for starters. Hit a pretty dick as well. And it would be very sore, I would imagine. Very sore. I mean, very sore. I've, I've had a couple of sessions where it's been like four or five hours. Um, yeah. Of, you know, complete hands on for that four or five hours. And you use lube too. And I, I literally feel like I've been using sandpaper by the end of it because it's just that. Yeah. Sore. That's the. Sometimes I do think I should use lube more because I don't. 
because I like the actual feel. But then I've got to clean up more with the lube. You see, I I I know a couple of people who are like, no, nah, no, nah, lube, no, nah, forget the lube. Go well natural, go without the lube. Yep. So I thought to myself quite recently, all right, well, let's let's see what they're all on about. Let's give it a bill. So for the last couple of weeks, um, pre-having COVID and, and even during the, the fog, all of my sessions have started off without lube. Yep. So it's been dry. It's been skin to skin. There's nothing between it, right? Yep. And it's it has been quite nice. I've quite enjoyed it. But then... It's good. Like, I, I will get a little bit of pre starting to happen. And... Yeah. That's when I need to get the lube. See, I have the towel next to me all the time. I don't pre enough to actually lube anything up of any note. So I wipe the pre away during the sessions. See, I, I have the most annoying amount of pre where it's not enough to lube it up, but it's too much to do nothing. Yeah, I think I'm just a little level below that. So it mm -hmm. just makes it sticky and no movement. Yeah. So I wipe it away, which I know a lot of listeners who are pre-lovers will be yelling at their radios or out walking the dog and just looking exasperated on the street to hear that. But um, we all have our different things we like. like. I mean, even even if I was to eat it, which I, I have done because I do quite enjoy it, yep. um, just that little bit of moisture that's on my finger, no matter how much I wipe it away, just kind of sticks to my dick. So it's it a sticky makes, moisture. Yeah, it, it just makes the the no lube experience bleh. I've also only I reckon only recently started to pre cum. I think. Not obviously there's been some all the time, but I reckon in the last probably year and a bit it has gotten to the point where I'm needing to wipe it off to maintain the dryness that I like. Whereas before that, I'd just kind of go and it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. I think yeah, it I'm could going. be, I am hydrated more and I am taking some of the supplements that we have discussed previously in the podcast in terms of load size. So I think that's made a difference. Yeah. Has it's your, also definitely made a difference to the load size. Has your session time increased over the last year or two not particularly oh, okay yeah and my frequency hasn't dropped to a level where you would think there would be more build-up yeah yeah so that's interesting so the masturbation convention happened um quite recently oh yeah um and i am very very bummed at the fact that i couldn't go to go to it so before we go any further in discussing it, some good news. Our podcast was discussed at the convention because I interviewed the guy running it and we ran the little ad campaign, which a few people jumped on board. Um, there is a there is the a, a forming of a committee 
to get us there next year. Oh, well, yeah. that's awesome. So uh, next August, leave some space in your diary for a trip to Pittsburgh. Oh, I don't know if I could do a trip to the States. <laughs> oh, what a terrible trip it would be to. Um, oh. Somewhere in the back of my mind is there's the possibility of a trip to Canada in September next year. So I could just hang around from Pittsburgh, tool around a few other places in the States, um, and then head up to Canada for, for something there. So um, there is a committee that is being formed to assist uh, us data influencers from this side of the globe um, to get over there. So I thought I'll start with the good news about the that's come from the convention. Now, we we had one of our one, we had a couple of our uh, people in the Discord server go and check it out. Yes. Um, I've spoken with one of them um, to great lengths and they did nothing but rave about how amazing it was. Yep. I um I've had two message me as well. Uh, that are very keen to share their thoughts. Um, One kept a journal for the weekend, which was great. Um, And he's got to go back and go through his notes and um, kind of, I guess, do his own little um, debrief around the the convention. But uh, what I've heard from those two guys, as well as the guy that, ran the convention, who got in touch with me, um, all very positive things, which is great. One of the things that um, that really stood out was the fact that it was a great networking thing. Um, yep. The, the, the person that I was speaking to said that it was fantastic to be able to walk around and see all of the presentations, um, all of the, like, try a couple of new lubes, a couple of new toys, but also have the space to go and have a wank and then come yep. back. Um, the environment there was fantastic. And just in general, being there for it was something that they've never experienced before and that they can't wait until the next one uh and they're going to make a a little bit more time for it um spend a couple of extra days there um yeah spend some more time with some new some people there um he said the some of the top things were the uh learning the edging techniques um the different strokes toys like fleshlights and vibes were there um as well as some electrical play so the um electrical pulses and things like that. Um, There were ropes demos uh, and a lot of edging as well. So Awesome. Yeah. Like the the conversation, we were chatting for about an hour on it and it is, it sounds absolutely phenomenal and it just makes me even more bummed at the fact that I couldn't be there. Yeah, I know. Um, But there is the uh, committee to hopefully get us there next year. What I have done is set up a little voicemail page. So if you went to the Master Beta Convention um, and you'd like to share your story, I'm going to do a bit of an episode on that. 
So you can head to speakpipe.com forward slash Liam Williams and you can leave me a voicemail. And then I'll feature some of those voicemails on my next episode, which would be very cool. I I honestly, I would love to hear straight from the horse's mouth um, what, how it all was and just hear the excitement and the pleasure of uh, being at such an amazing convention for the beta community. Yeah. So there were a few people that went that were already listeners to the podcast. And I'm sure with the conversations that happened, people have found the podcast since going. So if you'd like to share your thoughts on the convention, um, then that's it. Speakpipe.com forward slash Liam Williams. And there'll be a link to that in the episode description as well. Very exciting to have a new beta convention uh, going on in the world. So that's it for Proud Betas for this week. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. It's good to chat with you. Yeah, it's good. It's been a while. We have caught up, but we didn't chat baiting. No. It was drama that night. We We won't go there. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode of Proud Baiters. We'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to the Proud Baiters podcast. I'm Liam Williams. And I'm Batemate Sean. Keep up to date with the chat on the Proud Baiters Discord. And if you want early access to every episode and a whole heap of extras, sign up to the Liam Williams Patreon. Until next time, happy happy baiting. baiting. Baiters, just a quick note to let you know I have a new membership set up for the Proud Baiters podcast. If you'd like early access to these episodes, then you can sign up as a member with the link in the episode description. Your support goes a long way to helping Sean and I keep the podcast running and making sure we are doing the work with the beta community to get the word out there. Thanks again for listening and happy baiting.